good to see the church family, and uh, we hope that you had a wonderful season with your own family and your friends. I see I got a, a moving uh, musical, so that'll be good. If you'd be so kind to take your bulletin out, and uh, I think it would be nice for us to join our voices together and read our first text there, Psalms 31, 7 to 8. It's under your message notes. I believe this passage sort of sets our hearts um, concerning God's Word to us today. Let's begin, shall we? I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. You have not handed me over to my enemies, but have set me in a safe place. Isn't that a beautiful scripture to end the year, but also to remember this scripture all year long as we walk with our Lord. I believe things that I cannot see. How about you? I believe things that I cannot see. Um, physically, it is my understanding that this music stand is made up of atoms. And we know that a proton has a positive charged atom, and the electron has a negatively charged atom, and we know that neutrons are neutrally charged. And you put all of those components together, those atoms, and do some other things that I cannot see, and you have what? A music stand. You are even sitting on something that has atoms. Um, I was enthralled one time when I saw how steel was made. Do you know, does anybody know how the scientists amongst us, how is steel made? Two components, two major components. You have iron and carbon, and you bring those together, and you have steel. I can't see it in my mind. And one day, people brought iron and carbon together, and they were able to get steel. Wrapped under our skin is muscle and nerves. Can you see your muscles? I know I can't see my muscles, but, <laughs> but can you see your muscles? And there's nerves. And it's wonderful because both of those working to, together can enable a prosthetic arm or hand to function for a wounded warrior. And then there are things that I use and work with that I sometimes think I shouldn't because I have no idea how they work. And I can't see or understand how it works. But things like a computer and a TV and a cell phone how do those things work? We are surrounded by invisible electronic 
magnetic fields. We have radio and TV signals and Wi-Fi. And all of this, we can't see it, but it's working. We have GPSs that can take us to various destinations and let us know that uh, we'll get there at this particular time. Sometimes I'm in traffic, and I say to Robin, Robin, we'll never make it in time. Look at this traffic. We're just sitting here. And she says, well, the, the phone that you don't know anything about, that says that, says that we're going to get there in just 15 minutes time, and so we'll make it in time. But as I'm sitting there, dead in the street, seemingly, this is telling me that, oh, the reason you're dead in the street and you can't see how you're going to get there is because you're in a traffic jam right at the moment. But within a quarter of a mile, you're going to get out of that traffic jam and you're going to be able to go the speed limit to your, to your destination. I can't see it, but it's there. There is a PBS program, and it's called Life from Above. And now that we have multiple, multiple, multiple satellites up in the sky, scientists are able to see our world in a completely different way. And one of the things that, that they have seen from this perspective is that when you go up and see the northern lights, maybe in Norway or in some of those areas, when you go and look at from the sky, not on, down on Earth, you look up and you see a lot of green. But now from the perspective of these satellites, they're able to see that 200 miles up beyond that green, the color is red. They've also been able to discover that there are double the amount of penguins on the Earth up in the Arctic area. From these satellites, they've been able to find out that there are double the amount of penguins that they thought that there were on the Earth because they can see from that perspective. Yes, I tell you, I believe things I cannot see. And spiritually, I believe things that I cannot see. You see in, in your uh, message notes there, 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. Amen? No eye has seen. So there's many things that spiritually you cannot see, but they are there. Longfellow wrote, the sky is filled with stars, invisible by day. Therefore, we can say that the multitudinous things are all around us that are just not visible. They're just not visible. And so my question to us today is, how can we have the ability to remain conscious of and cooperate with the vast, invisible world of God that He has created. Because it's there, even though you can't see it. God is there, and He is doing something great. Well, today our story comes from 2 Kings 6, verses 8 to 15. And I want to give you a little background before we get into um, verse 15 of this story. 
It is a time in earth's history, and you're going to see that things do not change that much, when Syria and Israel are having a hard time getting along. Syria is having incursions into Israel's territory. And in fact, the king of Syria is trying to ambush the Israelites, sneak up on them. But he's not being successful. And the reason he's not being successful is because God is letting Elisha know exactly where the incursion is going to take place. Elisha tells the Israeli king where it's going to take place, and the king makes sure that he's ready for them or he doesn't go there. And the Assyrian king comes and says, what's happening? He calls all of his wise men together and he says, what's going on? It seems like that Israeli king knows exactly what, ha what, what is taking place. I want to know who is the one on my staff that is leaking this to him. And the wise men say to him, no one on your staff is leaking this. You know what's happening? Well, I asked you, what do you mean, do I know what's happening? I don't know what's happening. He says, the prophet down there, Elisha, God is telling him what's going on, and that's why you're not able to confront, confound them. In fact, now listen to this. In fact, king of Syria, Elisha knows what is said in your bedchamber. Now, you've heard of these smart TVs listening to you and being able to see you. And you know Alexa, Alexis, Alexa, not Alexis, Alexa. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Uh, you know, they listen. Well, they didn't have that back then. But God was revealing it to Elisha. And he said, ah, oh, that's what's happening. Where is Elisha now? And they said, he's in Dothan. He said, fine. I'm going to go down and I'm going to get him. And I'm going to destroy him. And now let's look at our scripture, 2 Kings 6.15, in your notes. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, now this is the servant of Elisha, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. This is from Syria, surrounding them. O oh my Lord, the servant says, what shall we do? What are we going to do? You know, folks, I wonder if the best day of our life is the day when you see yourself for who you really are. And that is, you are in need of Christ and his help. Because that's exactly what the servant of Elisha found out. He needed help. For when we see ourselves as we really are, that we need Jesus Christ, and we need his help, and he's the only one that can provide it, 
Maybe we can remember the Psalm of 139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Yes, Elijah's servant was quite anxious, wasn't he? Wouldn't you be? If your enemy was surrounding you? It is scary to walk where we can't see, isn't it, folks? Especially where there is danger. There are times and experiences when we are overwhelmed and we're surrounded by problems. We have people like that in this room today. And we have difficulties and people we don't know how to handle. We are blind to answers and solutions and we can't see the future. And we have absolutely no vision beyond the present with all that we're surrounded. But things are not always as they seem to be. They aren't. In fact, I'm reminded of a story of Don, the border collie. What's his name? Don. Now, that, you've got to hold on to that name because that sounds like a man's name. Don is a dog, okay? Don is a what? He's a dog. A Don is a border collie who lives on a farm in South Lancashire, Scotland. And one morning, he and his owner, Tom, Tom is the owner, set out to check on some of the animals. And they rode together in a small farm utility truck. And when they arrived, Tom left the vehicle but forgot to put the brake on. With Don in the driver's seat, who's Don? The dog. With Don, the dog, in the driver's seat, the vehicle rode down the hill and across two lanes of traffic before it stopped safely. To watching motorists, it appeared the dog was out for a morning drive. <laughs> and what we're trying to say here at this point in our scripture is things are not always as they seem. You may see something, but you may not be seeing the whole picture. Amen? That's right. So what do we do in trying times? Trying times require us to what? Ask for help. Thank you. You can read, and I appreciate you helping me. <laughs> trying times require us to ask for help. Now, the international distress signal is May Day. And it's always repeated three times in a row. May Day, May Day, May Day. So the situation will be completely understood by those who are hearing the life-threatening emergency. Now the word was created in 1923 by Frederick Stanley Mockford. Stanley was a radio officer at the London Croydon Airport that facility is now closed, but it once had many flights to and from La Bourget Airport in Paris. And according to the National Maritime Museum, Mockford coined the phrase Mayday from a French word that means help me. Help me. You see, the most difficult situations we face can become doorways to a deeper friendship with the Lord. I want to say that one more time. Oftentimes when we get into a situation, what we see is trouble. 
problems, emptiness, being surrounded by things I cannot deal with. And so often our human nature, and God understands our human nature, our human nature is to see just the problem instead of recognizing that it is actually maybe a doorway for you to ask for help. Now, could that be a new perspective for our new year? Because I can guarantee you one thing, as sure as I'm standing here and you hear my voice if you are awake, that this year there will be problems, as in all other years. There will be difficulties. There will be things that will surround us and tighten and make us feel discouraged. And we have the opportunity now to see a doorway to look to God or just keep looking at our problems. And I think that that's not what we want to do. Look at 2 Kings 6, 16, and you see before that in Psalms 57, 86, 7 in your bulletin, it says, when I'm in distress, I call to you because you answer me. And this leads us to 2 Kings 6, 16. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Now, we all need an Elisha in our lives. Someone who can redirect our thoughts, just like Elisha did to his servant there. We all need that type of a person who will be there for us and will help us and understand us. Someone who um, helps us to say, don't let the challenge that you see before you be your vision. Don't let that to be the vision. Instead, I want you to look and see where God is in this situation. Elisha's servant thought that the Syrian army was directing his story. But the good news is, evil never directs our story. Amen? Evil never does. God is directing this world. God is still in this world. God is still in your life. A, a God-connected friend like Elisha was, a colleague, a mentor, a relative, can first tell us, like Elisha did, don't be afraid. When you've got problems, they'll step forward and they'll say, don't be afraid. Listen, if you're hanging with people who say, when you're in a difficult situation, woo, I'd never want to be in your shoes. Is that really a friend? No, you want someone who can cast a dis different vision for you and say, don't be afraid. And why do they say, don't be afraid? Why could Elisha say that? Because Elisha sees something that he didn't see because of his relationship with God. And Elisha could cast a vision for his servant. I love the scripture where it says, those who are with us are more than 
Amen? Are more than. So when someone is in a difficult situation, you want to tell them there are more than what you see there. There are more than from God's perspective. Elisha was confident because he saw the army of angels that surrounded them. And sometimes that's what we need to be for other people. When we see what God has done in our life and the blessings He's brought to us and how He's answered our prayers, and we come across someone who maybe hasn't had that perspective or they've forgotten their perspective because we all forget, don't we? That's why the Lord says, remember, 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 because we all forget. And once we're in the thick of the difficulty, we need a, a person, a mentor, or someone to come alongside and to say, listen, you can look in a different direction. The Elishas in your life will pay no attention to your fear when you come to them. You see, they will tell you there is more to life than meets the eye. The Elishas will compel you to see the unseen, and they will encourage you to not limit your possibilities to the visible. Believe there is more to life that meets the eye. Believe that, folks. You may have a blind spot at a particular moment, but believe there is more to life than meets the eye. In a concentration camp, this was carved. I believe in the sun even though it doesn't shine. I believe in love even when it isn't shown. I believe in God even when He doesn't speak. That's why we look at 2 Corinthians 4, verses, verse 18 there. We set our eyes not on what we see, but on what we cannot see. What we see will last only a short time, but what we cannot see will last forever. I love that, don't you? My present difficulties and trials and troubles and whatever seems to be surrounding me, that is going to just last a short time. In fact, as you go through it, why not keep your eyes cast upon God and recognize how He's going to be with you? Let's go to 2 Kings six seventeen, And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Speaking about his servant. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Wow, that must have blown his mind. That was a powerful. The power and strength of, of the Elishas in our lives is that they tell you, don't depend upon me. I'm not your crux. What did Elisha encourage him to do? To look to God and what God would provide. And so we should never have people depend upon us, think that we're their Savior. Elisha prayed, and I love this phrase, excuse me, this paragraph here that says, when the people of God are brought into straight places and apparently there is no escape for them, the Lord alone must be their dependence. That's what you want to hold on to this year. 
as you go through life and you see God guiding you. So only God can open our eyes. Only God can open our eyes. Mother Teresa said, prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God. In fact, our God is a God who always shows up and always will be there for us and help us. I love the scripture there. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face. Seek his face. There was a mother who was getting ready to board a, a, a plane. And I don't know if you've ever tried to board a plane with two little kids. She had a little one and the one that was in her arms. And as she was trying to get onto this plane, her little three-year-old threw a temper tantrum, started kicking and crying. And then her hungry little four-month-old son began to wail. And as travelers seated next to her quickly offered to hold the baby, and uh, she was able to um, feed the baby, and, and this person was willing to help with her little toddler. She looked over, and she noticed that he was coloring with her and helping her out. And they got off the plane. They were going to be connecting in another plane. And lo and behold, this fella was going to be getting on that same plane. And he said, I'll be willing to help you on the next leg of the ride, if you like, uh, plane flight. And she said, oh, thank you so much. You know what she saw in all of her troubles and, and problems and situations? She saw that God brought what she thought was an angel to her to help her out in her time of need. It's little simple things like that that we need to realize that God is there for us. He's helping us, and He cares about each and everything that we go through, always. So remember that God wants us to see the resources and the blessings that He has at His command. Amen? Praise God. Let's go to the next uh, scripture there, and that is um, the one, um, it says Isaiah 25, verse 7, God will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples. That's what I want God to do for me. Anything that's enshrouded about me and keeping me from seeing His will for my life, I want to have that, know that the great promise that he will destroy that. It's wonderful when we see who's in control of our lives and who is ever present in our lives. In fact, the Bible says in James 4, verse 7, you don't have because you ask not. Now, I want to say something here that it would be malpractice if I didn't share it with you. God does not always remove from us our problems or deliver us from them. 
Think about David and Goliath. Did God remove Goliath from the children of Israel? Did not. God knows the best way to deal with us and to help us to grow in Him. And sometimes that means that we will not be removed from our problems. Just like the servant was not removed from being surrounded in Elisha, being surrounded by the Syrian army. So if I, if any way, would convey to you that life is easy and that you will always be delivered from the particular problem, that would not be biblical. But what the Bible does say, it says that when you come into a difficult place, what you can do is you can pray to the Lord and the Lord will be with you in that problem, walk alongside of you, and show you what He wants to take place and how it should take place. And He wants to grow your relationship and your trust factor in Him in that difficult situation. I know many times we want to just be magically lifted out, but it doesn't take place. And I think the reason it doesn't take place many times is because if that is the way that God would operate, we would just see Him as some type of a Santa Claus or some type of a a gift giver. And what God wants to do is He wants to deepen our friendship and our trust in Him and that we grow in Him. And when we see the things that He wants to do in our lives and how He will remove the blind spot that we have, we will find ourselves recognizing we have a deeper friendship with Him because we went through the travel and the difficulty of that experience. David was a much stronger man standing up to the problem and using the gifts and the resources that God gave to him with those stones and the sling and God guiding that stone to go into the, the uh, Goliath and he drops down and they have complete a victory over the evil one. David is going to be a much stronger man down the line because God did not just magically get rid of Goliath. And the same with Elijah's, Elisha's servants. The scripture says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So again, let me read the scripture. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Is eternal. And so our vision can be limited by physical challenges and spiritual challenges, but God's Word helps us to see beyond sight and to be able to see the truth of the Lord that He wants to teach us. God's Word is our eyesight. And so this year, one of the most powerful things we can do this year is to, to ask God, Lord, would you help me to make sure that I'm daily spending time with you? 
because your word will be the eyesight that will give me direction when I come through difficult times this year. And your word will remind me of your promises. Your word will remind me already how you've dealt with this type of thing in the past and you will uniquely deal with my situation in the future. And so I hope that we will find ourselves in that wonderful experience of trusting God moment by moment, day by day this year. Let me close with this. Problems given to God can lead to solutions and visions and victory and growth. And what you do now, excuse me, what would you do or act on now if you could see God's provisions? Some of us may be going through some very difficult times right now. I want to ask you, what would you do or act on if you could see God's provisions and what He has provided for you? Because my belief that your problem, God has an answer and resources, and He knows how to deal with it. And He's asking, will you come to me? Will you trust me with it? Will you ask me to help you? Because he's not going to come in and do something if you do not ask. Now, maybe in his mercy and grace, he does many different things. I understand that. But remember what God is after. God is not just a vending machine. God is after creating an environment in your life and work in your life in such a way that, so that you will grow and you will know that it is he who has done that particular thing in your life. And when you face seemingly hopeless situations, how do you typically respond? What promise of God can you cling to knowing He is faithful to fulfill it? And what might God be calling you to prepare for right now in anticipation of the next season of your life? What education can you receive now in order to be better prepared to handle life when the seasons change down the line? Let us keep our eyes open this new year. See problems as an opportunity for God's solutions. May God bless us all as we trust in Him.